Welcome to Don't Call Me a Guru, a social media strategy podcast with social media people. My name is Linda Huang, and I'm your host for this episode. Don't Call Me a Guru is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. In today's episode, number 43, I'm thrilled to talk to Edmonton broadcaster, podcaster, and social media content creator, Ryan Jesperson of Real Talk. Real Talk is a daily online live streaming podcast and YouTube show about news, politics, and pop culture. The independent talk show launched in November 2020, just a few months after Ryan was let go from his mainstream radio broadcasting gig. Ryan has worked in media, news, and broadcasting for years and has seen significant success since going out on his own. I'm excited to talk to Ryan about how social media plays a role in the success of his show. Welcome to the show, Ryan. It is so good to be here, my friend. Thank you for having me. Yay. I so appreciate your time. Uh, I have been watching, you know, the rise of Real Talk with such fascination. Uh, So accolade after accolade, really. Your top podcast in Canada so many times in a row. I don't even think you share it anymore because... (laughs) Because what, you're going to share that every day. Um, Hundreds of live listeners, you've got all these posts, all these shares, all of this commentary happening um, about the different topics that you're featuring on the show. I want to start off with, can you share how social media has, um, you know, affected, impacted, influenced the role that social media has played in the success of and even the format of your show? Yeah, but I'm I'm a little bit nervous, Linda, because I'm a, I, a part of me. I'm not going to say that you would ever ambush me because we've been friends forever, and and you've always treated me very well. But you are so savvy on social media, and I do such a lousy job of it that part of me is wondering if this is like an intervention that you're bringing <laughs> you're bringing me on to audit my social yeah. media and ask me what the hell is going wrong. Um, so let me let me just say so so let me establish obviously um twitter's been huge for us and that's kind of the platform where where that's kind of the platform where i spend a lot of time and uh and where i have a, a decent reach and and where people connect but i will tell you that you know right now we're at an interesting point um and i'm not sure exactly when this when you're going to release this podcast but as we record as we speak um, we're in the process of hiring a chase producer and a huge part of, of that person's role is going to be um, establishing a presence on TikTok and being better on Instagram and, and, um, and totally transforming what we're doing right now because frankly the truth is and I'm, and I'm not going to lie and BS on your podcast Linda I'm going to tell you the truth um, I'm exhausted and we're stretched and oftentimes the social media stuff is 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 when I have barely any gas left in the tank, and 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 I'm also not savvy, and I don't understand um, TikTok, and and my wife uh, Carrie Skelton, who does very well on Instagram, tells me that I'm very lousy on Instagram, and she's. I mean, top- I can agree. I, I can agree with Carrie on that. <laughs> I am I am terrible on Instagram, but but I'll tell you that it's like I admit it. Be, and I know that I'm bad at I'm bad at Instagram. I'm good at doing interviews. I'm bad at Instagram. I'm non-existent. I mean, I mean, I have an account on TikTok, but but I've never. You're I haven't even posted anything. You're good at Twitter, though. You can say that. I'm I'm pretty good at Twitter. <laughs> well, depending on who you talk to, I mean, yeah, you know, true. you know, some some people on Twitter don't like me very much right now, but but that's okay. That's how that's how I that's how I think a, a talk host 
uh, a provocateur knows that they're doing their job is if they you know tick people off every once in a while this is true okay so twitter's sort of the main medium um are you for now for now for now so you don't know and and i think that's exciting so what's interesting about you know your independent show is that this is all sort of this is all new and who knows where it's gonna go you know maybe you're gonna start doing tiktok lives in a few months <laughs> yeah well like i don't even know how to, i don't even know what that is linda but sure i'll <laughs> I'll do them. You're like, well, I'll do, my chase producer is going to tell me to do. <laughs> there's this. Uh, there's this. I want to give a shout out to this girl, and I and I hope I pronounce her name correctly. Uh, a girl. I don't mean. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. the, you know, she's she's kind of like I. I feel like she's my friend, although we've never met in real life. But her name's Emma Didi. I think is how you pronounce her ah, last name. Yes, TikTok and queen. She she time. is like unbelievable on social media. She does such a good job. I've seen her tick. I mean, I think I follow two people on TikTok. Uh, my wife because yeah. you know she you know she kicked my ass if I did. Yeah, I was gonna say you kind of have to. <laughs> And Emma, and so far those, those are the only two people I follow. And, and honestly, Linda, because I don't go on there and I haven't spent time on there, but Emma reached out to me and she said, like, she's really lit a fire under me. And she's kind of been, I've looked to her almost as like for kind of early stage advice and just picking her brain on what, and she says to me, like, for example, there's this one thing we do on Friday. It's a sponsored segment, yeah. um, local waste sponsors. It called Trash Talk. And it's like, people I send us emails. Trash talks. I, it's like my favorite four minutes of the week. Um, everything is legitimate. These are all uh, audience emails. None of it is written by me. None of it is my, um, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe I'll throw in the little uh, thought of my own, but, but for the most part, this, this is audience feedback. And Emma reached out and she said to me, she said, that is like perfect for TikTok, you know, and then I need to figure out and, and you I'll pick your brain, Linda, and, and a bunch of other people's on like, like, you don't just, like I yeah. know one of the one of the worst things you can do on social media is like you take the same post and put it on all the platforms, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I need to yeah. repurpose or you know, yeah. to sort of reinvent it, but but you need to I, figure out the format of it. I am I am here to learn. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, Emma does incredible TikToks. God, do we just sound so old when we say TikTok? we are so well, I'm not gonna say we, Linda, because I'm I'll speak for myself. I am so old. <laughs> Oh no, but I know that's perfect. Um, I sidebar. I love the whole concept of trash talk and how you incorporate the sponsor is like a is like a garbage company, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like that is such a smart way to incorporate your sponsor. Like seriously, you're like so many aspects of the show. I'm like, good for him. <laughs> well, thank so you. We've good. got we've got you know, and then and then we get you know we get people all riled up. Although I think you know it's also cathartic. For yeah. people like it's not intended to get people all angry that's not the point <laughs> the, the point is to blow off steam and, and be funny right yeah. um but then on mondays we also think you know on mondays some people have lousy days on mondays sometimes or you know you're like ah, you know you've got a case yeah. of the mondays so kubi energy our solar uh you know they're advertised with us they're solar installers um they present positive reflections oh, on monday so nice. <laughs> and and this is also good because we have audience members and again like I mean, I can think of the odd, the odd thing I'll submit to positive reflections. Yeah. I'll see something and I'm like, this is so good. We yeah. have to share it. But for the most part, again, it's audience members saying like, you know, someone paid it forward or random act of kindness or check out this photo of the Northern Lights. And, and it's amazing. And I think Kubi is, is bang on with that too. They wanted to do something positive. Cool. Um, and, and when you work, when you have a solar partner, the puns are like on a silver platter. And who doesn't love puns? Who doesn't love puns? <laughs> All social media people love puns. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so you so you've said it a few times. You know, audiences submit questions. The audience is really engaged. Sometimes you also get you know negativity uh, yeah. and criticism from your audience as well. Um, how I guess how. How do you, I mean, well, okay, you've also already said that you're pretty stretched in right now, <laughs> which I can imagine. Do I mean, like, have... don't like, don't like worry about me. I'm just yeah, saying. <laughs> you're okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you have, I want to say this audience engagement is what every social media manager wants. <laughs> so I don't know, Ryan, can you distill like why why do you think you have such a captive audience what why and or how can social media people you know copy you <laughs> and succeed in their own you know in their you own honestly community? you honestly think i'm going to tell you the secret linda <laughs> honestly um no in it, seriously i have no idea i have no idea except for i know that i am in love with them and and i and i tell my audience how much i love them every single day because um, they're incredible. They're the people that, um, you know, we haven't even touched on because you're gracious and wonderful and you're, you're, you're playing nice. We haven't even touched on the fact of why I'm doing a podcast, which is because I was unceremoniously and, and, and in very high profile uh, fashion fired from a terrestrial <laughs> radio job uh, yeah. coming up on six months ago. And so, um, so that's why. And when I was fired, uh, you know, I would, we don't need to get into this, but I would argue unjustly. Uh -huh. um, I think that, I think that the audience, this, this incredibly loyal appointment tuning audience um, felt like they too, and I don't necessarily prefer the word canceled, but mm -hmm. the audience, and I know this because I got literally, Linda, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages, wow. literally, literally uh, hundreds um, from people saying that they felt like they got canceled too, and their show got taken off the air by, by political and corporate interests. And so first of all, I mean, for starters, you know, we're building, like we're, we're not, we're not there yet. We haven't arrived yet. We're building, we have, you know, approximately 7,000 YouTube subscribers. We started, you know, from zero, obviously. And then when we announced the show a week before we went on the air, so to speak, um, you know, we had 2000 YouTube subscribers before we had done a show. And to me, right. that was like, that was incredible. That yeah. to me, that filled my tank every day to see that, that people were ready for it. They wanted to embrace it. I mean, you mentioned that we have hundreds of, of live listeners, like we'll have between, let me say like, I don't know, 400 and a thousand sort of live viewers on YouTube every, every morning. And then about, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know exactly, but you know, a, a few, several hundred will live stream the audio as well on Mixler with the Mixler app. So, yeah. you know, so, but so we have like, you know, we treat it in a way like a, like a morning show, yeah. right? We're not, we're not doing like news traffic and weather and stuff like that. Cause that doesn't make sense. And, and primarily, I mean, you know, our audience, like our podcast, like our podcast is probably about 80% of our audience or maybe some days more. So we design it to be a podcast that happens to be recorded yep. and broadcast live, which yep. sets it apart and makes it kind of unique. And this audience that shows up live every morning at 8.30 Mountain Time at ryanjesperson.com. What a shameless plug, but you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming, Linda. Um, they are, this is one of the most, like I, I think that a sociologist, I think that a, that a sociology student 
should study, study it. <laughs> this audience. These We call them the real talkers because yeah. honestly, Linda, we show up in the morning and I see it before we go live in the live chat. I see it. I and saw it, people are like, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good yeah. morning. Good morning, everyone. These yeah. are complete, complete strangers uh, who yeah. are now friends because we gather in community every day. And like, honestly, this, this one gal today, she's watching. I don't know her personally, but I saw her sign off and she said, okay, I'll got to go. I'll catch the rest later. And people are like, we'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what is even going on? I mean, this is incredible. And so you might say, I mean, you can have a podcast that that'll get, um, you know, on like our best days, Linda, like our best days. We'll, you know, we might look at like, I think our best show ever is like 85,000 downloads or something like a big, big show for us. That's a right. big one for us. I'm going to stop you right now and say that that is probably the most successful podcast that's ever been done in like Alberta, if not, you know, well, no, I won't say Canada, but Alberta for sure. Yeah. I mean, not, not Canada, but, but yeah. And, and I, but, but like, that's, you know, but, but let me say like the, the, the average, like our median downloads, um, you may not, you know, you may not be able to say, um, well, I mean, we, we stopped my previous radio station and there's numbers, but not, you know, I just had to, you know, that was going to slip that in there, but let me tell you what advertisers care about. Advertisers may or may not care about the muscles we can flex about, you know, we have hundreds of live, you know, viewers and, we, and we've got, you know, thousands of subscribers and this, you know, you know, what they care about, they care about the audience engagement. They care about the fact, the yeah. community, the fact that when we say that, um, you know, Friesen brothers, uh, is like going to blow your mind on the grocery front, or if you're going to buy a car, buy it from St. Albert Dodge, or, you know, if you're thinking about Bitcoin, go to Bitcoin. Well, uh, right. And, and this is all bonus sponsored just, content. Just, just, <laughs> just watch me. I'm just making my way through the list. Um, but seriously, Linda, they're telling, no, here's a, here's a real, like Dairy Queen, for example, Dairy Queens of Northwest 17 and Sherwood Park, they advertise with us. They tell the owner, text me. And he's like, people literally tell us, he said, people are telling my staff in the drive-through that they're there because yeah. Real Talk told them to real go talk. there. Yeah, that's and like, that's phenomenal. That's what you want. That's, that's what, that's what everyone wants. Just an engaged and loyal community and community so, is a good word i feel like following is maybe not the right word there no it's it's community because it's and and it's not you know people always i always think it's weird when people i mean tech you know they're called followers on twitter obviously mm -hmm. instagram you know so people say your followers i'm like what is this like sort of like a discipleship type program like, you know <laughs> it feels like such a cult of ryan <laughs> yeah it feels like such a weird way to put it but but i'll tell you like the number of interviews and I, I try to acknowledge uh viewers when an interview is booked because of a, of a, an audience member's suggestion. Right. I don't, sometimes I drop the ball. I mean, I mean to do it every time, but yeah. I'll tell you, like, I, I bet you, you know, I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 30% of our interviews. So let's say one a day. So let's say five a week um, are, are from audience members. And so okay. I, we say to people like, these are your, this is your show. Yeah. You know, people will write in like, like I went on a, on a bit, on a bit of a, uh, you know, I, I blew off a little steam this morning. I was a little bit ornery this morning and I went off and, and people are writing in on mass, writing emails about it. And we're clearing space tomorrow to read those emails because we care. People sit down, people give us time, people invest their time and their energy in what we're talking about. And that to me is the most meaningful commitment. I love that. And you're giving them you know, it's as much a platform where, where you're able to talk about or, or question topics that are important to you, but it's as much a platform for the community that you've built as well. Yeah. Um, and I really like that, you know, I feel like when you give shout outs to them, even when you take the time to reply to them on social media, if they're 
you know, asking you a question or, or whatever, giving you uh, feedback, that's all sort of nurturing that community. And, you know, you're not, you're not above them. You are, you're here because of them largely, you know, because hundred percent came over, you know, what is a, came over. Yeah. What, what's the show without an audience? I mean, it's, 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 it's not a show. It's pointless, you know? And uh, I mean, these people are, you know, they're, I, I, I consider them to be my friends and, and people without, I mean, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm not, you know, people might think I'm joking. I'm not joking about parking lot parties and tailgate parties. And I can't wait to do it. Yeah. when we're allowed to do it. I'm dead serious. I can't wait to meet these audience members. Um, Cause here's the thing. I mean, it's really cool that some came over from the radio station, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are like, I had no idea who you were. I'd never heard of you before. I never yeah. listened to that radio station. Um, you know, either out of convenience or principle, whatever the case is. Um, that, that there's now new, there's so many new, I mean, there's some of the, the usual characters that came over, you know, <laughs> that used to text in all the time to the radio show. And now they're yeah. commenting. And I just, I feel like I've known them for years. Yeah. Um, even though I have no idea what they look like. <laughs> and then there's, and then there's new friends too. And it's, it's, it's honestly, I mean, I sound, I, you know, I, I mean, I just, I'm so sincere about my appreciation. I love that. Um, and I'm sure they can't wait for those uh, parking lot parties as well. <laughs> Uh, so I did want to, I think lots of good stuff there for, so our listeners are mainly people who work in social media. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of good insights to take there about nurturing your community and listening to your audience and maybe incorporating what your audience has to say into what you're doing. Um, I think all of that makes sense. Even just like at the base level, I still feel like so many people who do social media for companies and that sort of thing. They just they don't talk to any they don't talk to anyone they're just they're just putting stuff out there and that's and that's not that's not gonna get you real talk numbers <laughs> yeah well I mean it's it's all it's it's all about engagement right it's all about engagement now here's the thing um, I had a great conversation with somebody uh, you know I won a lot of great conversations in between the the um, you know the seven weeks from when I was fired to when we launched real talk and one of the great pieces of advice I got from from somebody was to identify your unfair advantage or advantages mm-hmm. and then capitalize on them. Mm-hmm. And so my unfair advantages are obvious. Existing audience, name recognition, broadcast experience, right? So t- for me to start a podcast, I mean, there were some basic sort of editorial or format decisions, like how are we going to integrate sure. sound or what, what, what's the voice or how are we going to handle commercials, like that sort of thing. But yep. generally speaking, I've, I know my way around a microphone. Right, and I'm you pretty didn't comfortable. come in like not knowing anything. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> you just, like, do like two and a half hours of like rambling about, you know, for, you know, fluoride in the water. So no one's going to listen to that. <laughs> um, but, but I do it. But so to, to sort of bring that thought around, I have an unfair advantage. If you compare me to somebody that's managing a corporate social media account, I mean, they have their own unfair advantages. I mean, like, you know, oftentimes followings for corporate social media accounts are massive. Uh, The brand recognition is very strong. Like there's all those kind of things. People have affinity for brands. Uh, We don't need to explain to people how their own job works. 
But um, the disadvantage they have and the unfair advantage I have in this conversation and you paralleling what I do to what they do is that my brand is me. I am my brand. And so when when Ryan Jesperson responds to you on Twitter and says like, you know, hey, great call or or, yeah, I love it. I'm going to book that guest or you're you're out to lunch and you're an idiot. Yeah, I hate you. Don't talk to me me ever again. Um, (laughs) That's that's like Ryan Jesperson saying that to you. And some people might get a kick out of that and some people People might, you know, not care at all about that, whatever. But like when, when Robin Hood flower or, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when, when Coca-Cola like or, or I was literally just going to say Wendy's because they do such a good job, but it's, I think it can be more difficult. Like if you don't, if you don't do it really well, people see the, the person, the personification or the personalization of, of like a corporate account yeah. is a little, like it, it can land with a thud. It's like slimy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it, well, it's like, it's like that Steve Buscemi gif of like hello yes. fellow kids you know <laughs> yeah hey, do you say i was in this debate with some with, with my producer sam brooks the other day do you say gif or jif i say gif gif what do you say well if linda wang says gift i'm i'm gif i'm saying gif listen it's gif okay like the creator of gif can't come can't come back 15 years later and say Actually, it's Jim. No, you can't say that. You so can't. here's the thing. So a, a viewer of ours by the name of Kim, I remember because I loved her comment. She said it's graphic interface, right? That's what it stands for. Something yeah. like that. She's like, so it's good, good graphic yeah, interface. But then there's this Edmonton based company that's like doing super well. Oh, called yes, I know. The Jiffy, Jiffy Cat. Cat. Yes, I am all aware. I know the brother of the founder and he will not stop saying gif in front of me <laughs> okay well if you say okay i so i so i have been saying gif and now i feel validated so GIF thank you right okay you you keep don't let them peer pressure you <laughs> i'm not i'm not I'm, I'm i took a stand i'm not going to be peer pressured on anything anymore so <laughs> uh, okay so i do want to dive into something else that social media managers um tend to deal with a lot is sort of crisis comms yeah negativity um, and you know, I feel like Twitter generally these days can get a bad reputation for all of this negative discourse. It deserves its bad reputation. <laughs> Some of the top, I would say most of the topics you tackle, I think tend to be controversial. Um, you know, this week alone, I feel like you get a lot of criticism in addition to praise, but, uh, how would you say, like, is it mostly positive, uh, reaction to the show or things that you're sharing or topics that you're raising and, end for the for the not so positive, how do you deal with that? Uh, do you have, you know, do you have an approach or is it just whatever, whatever you're feeling in that moment? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know what, I mean, yeah. And I, and I try to keep it real, like, um, you know, and, and that's not, uh, I mean, that could be, I, I guess, perceived as kind of a cheesy cliche thing to say, but I really mean it. I try to, I mean, the show's called real talk and we're getting ready by the way, Linda at ryanjesperson.com soon to release our merch Oh, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm and I'm so excited because our merch it says real talk and then the other side it says keeping it real since 2020. I love yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so I try to keep it real. So um, obviously I can't always, mm-hmm. um, you know. I, I and I don't know. I mean I'm I'm keeping my language PG here because I respect your podcast, of course. But like you know, sometimes that. I want to I want to tell people to get bent. You know what I mean? Like and, yeah. <laughs> and and when I and and I have to be careful because you know I mean well typically you know before at the radio station it was a little bit different. Um, now that I'm 
untethered and kind of on my own. It's, you know, I can kind of, I guess, in a way, do what I want, but I still, res- you know, I respect myself on the face of some brands and things like that. Right. And, you know, and, and also I just try to be a decent human. You don't want, you don't want Friesen brothers to drop you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, if, boy, are they ever good. Um, but, uh, but um, you know what, it's funny. Like, so today, you know, the, the day that we're recording this, I, I, I went off a little bit and I dropped a couple F-bombs and I told a few people where to go and I blew off a little steam because I was, I was ticked off. And, you know, I heard from like, you know, three or four partners within the first couple hours, like sponsors I'm talking about, big accounts that were like, that's why we're with you, man. They're like, that, that's it, that's it. Keep speaking, keep it real. Like, that's it. And that's incredible to have that relationship. I, I tell sponsors, like at the beginning, like I'm not like, I mean, I don't like, I don't lead with this, but you know, the, like it's the kind of show where I'm going to say things sometimes that might be unpopular, not to, not to be a jerk and, or for the right. sake of riling people up, but because I have opinions and I'm going to share them. And, and sometimes like, you know, I don't just, you know, I don't agree with you. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you agree with me. That's not the point. My point is to not try to get everybody to agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I would say that reaction to the show, interaction with the show is overwhelmingly positive, which is a huge change from what I'm used to coming out of terrestrial radio, where it was a cesspool. It was horrible. It was terrible. I can't even yeah. explain to you the mental health impact of sitting in front of a chat. of a text line yeah. where where the content on that text line is so horrific and demoralizing and i would come you know i would come home some and i'd bring it home and i'd be a lousy person i'd be well, it's I'd hard be, to separate that I yeah guess. i'd be snarly to, to my wife i'd be i'd be distant from our little guy from our kid who why it wants to play and i'm like i'm like on twitter like you know and then i'm like what am i doing like yeah. why i don't even know these people i don't care what these people think what am i doing um so from time to time um you know someone will someone will interact with me and i'll and i'll quote tweet it and push it out and and you know sort of like have a little fun with them and people you know people always people say you're just trying to score points i'm like that is like literally my job (laughs) literally that is literally when you decided to lock horns with a talk host on twitter what were you expecting to happen (laughs) what did you what were you hoping to happen um so i don't apologize for it like me or dislike me um you know i I think i'm a pretty decent person i think i try to lift people up and support people and generally speaking i'm pretty pleasant but but there's a bit of vinegar in there too you know and 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 i don't think it hurts to remind people every once in a while you always have to ask with regards to representing your brand whether it's your name or the the you know is is it worth it right and if it's not worth it (laughs) it i'm not doing it yes exactly I think balancing, you know, from, from the perspective of, well, this is you. So however you're going to reply, it's still your brand and your, you know, your feelings and your perspective. So talking about the disadvantages and advantages from before, I think if you're a social media manager listening, um, I like kind of that takeaway of still keep it real. You know, you still want to keep it real for, for the organization. You still want to keep it real with, whatever your values are, whatever that company's mission is. Um, but not, I think not shying away from negativity, but, but to your point, not taking it with you, you know, after work, not, not letting it seep, let's not letting the negativity seep into the rest of your day. Um, but also having a clear, you know, I'm going to say this one thing, and then that's the point that I'm going to make. And then I don't need to get sucked into the rest of this. Yeah. I said what I said, I I meant what I said, Mm -hmm. 
And that's it. And, and learning, learning to leave things at work or learning to like leave things like when you turn the microphone off or when you hit send on the tweet or whatever mm-hmm. um, is way easier said than done, obviously, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I, I found that, um, you know, I, I, I want to obviously be vulnerable and be real here on your podcast, Linda, like, you know, there's been, there's been days that have been horrible and um, not so much with the podcast, like not so much with real talk with the show, mm-hmm. um, but previously. And I, you know, and, and it's kind of funny because, um, you know, what people now, now people that come at me, I'm kind of like, I get it. If, if I'm on an AM radio station that like your grandpa listened to and your dad <laughs> listened to it and you, you don't like me on there because it's your radio station and you, I'm not the host you like it. And I, you know, you're, you know, I get it. Like now, if you don't like what I'm saying, you're having to seek me out, yeah. right? Like you have to, you have to actively find me, listen to my content, way. go out of your way to listen to what I have to say. And then you're so, you hate me. You think I'm such an idiot, but you keep coming back for more. Um, I got great advice from the legendary Hall of Fame broadcaster, Brian Hall, who is a dear friend of mine who I absolutely adore. Um, he's terrible at social media. I, I, I keep saying yeah. him Halsey. I say Halsey, you gotta follow me on Twitter, man. We're pal. You gotta follow We're me, friends. man. We're friends. Do you know what makes me feel that you don't follow? We have so much, we have so much. I just adore that guy. And he, and I, and I, we were talking one, one time we're having Martin Halsey and I, we have martinis together. It's, it's like, I just, it's just cherished time. And I said to him, what's the secret, man? 65 years in broadcasting the hall of fame. He's good. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And he says, kid, he says, you got to make sure they either love you or hate you. <laughs> and I said, that sounds doable, Halsey. Yeah, so, you're like, yeah, I'm on the right track. <laughs> I'm on the right track. And now we'll take a short ad break to tell you about this episode's sponsor. This episode of Don't Call Me a Guru is brought to you by Natural Light Edmonton. Over the last year, staying home has become our new way of life. We've all been doing our part to help keep others safe. Still, it's hard not to miss those special moments of connection with loved ones. But what if we told you that these moments could still happen, all while you're safe in your own backyard? Natural Light Edmonton provides custom-designed luxury sunrooms, balcony enclosures, decks, patio covers, and gemstone lights. And with their help, you can turn your outdoor space into a place for rest, relaxation, and of course, connection. A place where you can truly live in the moment and plan for more moments to come. Learn more about Natural Light Edmonton and discover outdoor comfort at my-naturallight.com. That's my-naturallight.com. There's a lot of amateur podcasters out there right now. Um, there's also a lot more organizations and you know corporate trying to produce podcasts. Podcasting, everyone's listening to podcasts now. Although I will say all of the popular podcasts minus your show. <laughs> so many of the popular podcasts already have an unfair distance like it's it's not fair because it's all celebrities just talking you know and of course they're gonna have people tune in because they're a celebrity and they want you want to listen i've listened to some of these podcasts i'm like this is a they they don't have good interview skills they don't know they don't know how to talk it's just this this is only highly rated because they were on in that movie that's my side rant about well i've seen i've seen i've seen some and i've listened to some and i don't i don't mean any disrespect to these people but yeah like i've (laughs) I mean, I, you know, I listen to like, you know, 
I don't know, Dax Shepard is, is one that comes to mind. I'm not yeah. taking a swipe at Dax. I'm not yeah. tra- Dax, like I know him. I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, or, buddy. Or like, or, or like Russell Brand or like yeah. all these guys. And, and I'm kind of like, I, I don't see what the big deal is. I don't is. get like, it. Yeah. It's not, it's not terrible. Absolutely. It's not terrible. Yeah. And, and Dax, Dax has, has a really great sort of way of, of community. I like his laid back style yeah but but like i was talking to all these people that are like you gotta listen you gotta hear armchair you got it you're like it's just unbelievable you gotta <laughs> listen to it and i'm listening and i'm like all right i mean Where's the magic it's just like, like it's it's fine yes <laughs> it's fine so that's kind of how i feel about most podcasts but um i i want to know you know what advice can you share for the amateur podcaster or the person who's gonna you know, do the podcast for the nonprofit charity and they're about to launch their own podcast. What, what, you know, gear, staff, you know, planning, high quality, low quality, what's, what are some of the must things they should keep in mind for a a successful podcast, such as Real Talk? (laughs) That's a, that's an enormous question. Uh, (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, let me, let me try to hit if let me try to hit some of these. Um, first of all, what's your podcast about? I got great advice from my former assignment editor when I was uh, a reporter. I used to be a TV reporter, city TV many years ago before I hosted breakfast television. I mean, we're going way back. Um, his name is Randy McDonald. Randy was huge in my career in, in putting faith in me and pushing me to be better mm-hmm. and, and being difficult to please, but like in a loving way, you know, one of those kind of people in your life. Yeah. And, um, and he would always say it at, at pitch meetings, like at assignment meetings in the mornings, you'd go around the circle and he'd have his long list. And, but every reporter would obviously be expected to sort of be working a story already and say, here's right. what I'd like, here's what I'd like to do today or whatever. And he would always, he would always ask like, and I remember the first time he asked me this and I was mortified because I was new to the station. I just moved up from Red Deer. I'm in Edmonton. I'm in the big city and I'm looking around the circle. There's all these TV reporters that I recognize and these big six o'clock news anchors. This is like obviously way back when that was relevant. And, <laughs> and, um, and, and I pitched my first story and then he looks at me, he goes, why do we care? And, yeah. and I realized it wasn't an insult. Uh, he was, he was like, why that do we care? Like, yeah. that's the follow-up. Like, what's the hook? Yeah. Why do we care? And I always ask that question now to myself, like, why do we care? So you got to figure out why, do, why should people care about your podcast? And you have to be able to describe your podcast in one sentence. And mine is this, this is real talk about news, politics, and pop culture. Boom. That's, That's what it, it is. That's that it. is what my podcast is. You can't be swerving all. It's ambiguous. It's nuanced. You got to listen. You just got to check it out. Yeah, no helpful. one's going to listen. What's your focus and why are you doing it? And, um, you know, I, I, I can think of like, I can't remember off the top of my head. Is it called the disruptors or what is it? There's like an RBC podcast. Let me look at it up as we're yeah, talking because it, it would, it would talking, be. Yeah. So like, obviously for listeners, you guys know, this is a social media strategy podcast featuring social media people. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's what it is. And you can, yeah, it's called disruptors and it, and it's done by RBC and it's, it's just, I really enjoy it, but it's, it's, you know, you know, I hear, I'm reading their, their episodes now, improving inclusivity, inclusivity in the tech sector, the business of benevolence, how, how technology is changing charitable giving year of the gamer, how video game culture is conquering Canada. I mean, and, and you know, 40 minutes uh, and, and well-hosted and well-produced it's obviously ours is different. The fact that ours even sounds decent to me is, is like, I'm talking with like 
the, the music firing on time and this, that, and the other, we're doing it live. Yep. This isn't like you can record a podcast and then spend hours in post-production and make it sound really slick, which yep. is great. That's great. But that's not the animal that we're, that, you know, that, that we're, you know, I was, I was going to say that the horse we're riding. It's not even, is that a weird thing to say? No, that's not the I, horse we're riding. I, I like it. That works. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, that, that That's not the airplane we're building, Linda. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a live show. And so it's, it's going to sound a little bit different. So, um, you know, yeah. So that's, so generally speaking, you have to be able to have people understand at a glance what your podcast is about quickly and why they should care about it. Next art is huge. Artwork is huge. Like what does your thumbnail look like? The thumbnail has to be well thought out, well designed. The logo can't be crowded. The color scheme needs to make sense. You need to invest in the brand of it, which we did. Um, Presentation wise, obviously quality counts. I mean, we have, you know um, I mean, like, you know, we bootstrapped it. Um, so it's like our studio wasn't a million dollars, but it wasn't cheap. Like, you know, we, we got the the best mic booms you can buy. We have pretty decent microphones. We have a great audio board, um, Westworld computers is a sponsor. So, you know, we've got, yeah, DSLRs, (laughs) we've got mounted GoPros in the corners for wide shots. We've, you know, got, I mean, you know, all the computer horsepower that we need. Uh, more than that, we've got the best, you know, the best internet that you can get, like with regards to stuff I don't know about, but like, what is it, megabytes per second or whatever? It's stuff I don't. Uh, Pure sound. fiber, you know. <laughs> this is not. It's not my job to understand that stuff, but but the point is delegating that as well. That's a good point. Delegating, delegating is right? huge. Yeah. Is huge. Identify what you what you do well and do it. Identify what you're what you're poor at and and farm it out and and mm-hmm. get people that are the best that you can get. And, uh, and then, you know, I guess, and then have a strategy on, on how you're going to release it and how you're going to message about it, how you're going to let people know. I mean, I think, you know, ours is easy, right? Like it's, it's live every weekday morning at eight 30. Um, you know, it's, it's out of our control when the, when the podcast is actually pushed out, we upload it mm-hmm. every day at about 11 AM. And then, and then, you know, some, you know, it just depends. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, people know every single day they can count on it. You know, is your podcast going to be out every Monday or every Saturday or, or the first Tuesday of every month? Or what is it? Like have it that people can, can schedule it and look yeah. for it. Um, look and then forward to it, yeah. look forward to it, anticipate it, you know, and, and then, you know, like I said, you know, and like I've been saying from the, from the beginning of our conversation here, engage, like, you know, engage with people and, um, you know, people that are, you know, we have a Patreon, um, people that, that, that make a monthly contribution to us. That to me is so incredible. I, I just try to let them know as, as often as I can, how much it means to me and how much it means to us. And then also I want to show them ROI. Like I want to, you know, why, like, you know, why is Patreon important to us and what are you as a Patreon supporter of ours contributing to? So for example, um, you know, our, our very first show, there's a lot of buzz around it and everything. And, you know, Edmonton's mayor, Don Iveson announces exclusively on our show that he will yeah. not, not seek reelection. That was a big get for us. That was great to have a, I'm sure a, that, uh, I'm sure that. Oh man. When younger. you can, when you can, when you can scoop your old radio station <laughs> on your first day at the new job, that I mean, that's great. pretty special, but, yeah. but the point of me bringing that up is I, it's hard for me to watch actually because of how bad our lighting is that episode. Oh. Um, you know, and, um, and so we, uh, our lighting's pretty good now yeah. and, you know, it's pro studio lighting, obviously. And, uh, I let our Patreon supporters know that that is thanks to them. They okay. paid for the studio lighting. So that's one tangible thing. And then pretty soon they'll, they'll, there'll be something else when the, the dollars build up and then we invest yeah. in something else. I'll let them know that you each bought that you contributed that to this, mm-hmm. to this collective effort, this community effort. And I think yeah, that that's, that's really big. 
Um, okay, I want to know, you've sort of been sharing it throughout. Uh, we're coming near to the end of the episode now. What, uh, what advice? I want you to distill some advice. Um, would you give social media managers, strategists, communicators in terms of, you know, from your experience, how should they be using social media to build a project, build their organization's brand, build their own brand, not necessarily a podcast or a show, but maybe just applying it to projects and brand in general. What are some musts, musts that they should be doing on social media based on your experience? I mean, yeah, and, and, and like I said, and this is not the answer you want, but I don't feel qualified to answer the question. But because Ryan, I, you are. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I can, talk, I can talk about Twitter and, you know, we've, you know, we've had our hashtag Real Talk RJ, you know, trending across Canada and we've had, you know, like all these types of things that are great. And when something lands well and, and when this Chase producer is higher, that's going to transform it because I'm not live tweeting the show. I'm not really interacting with people very much live except for reading their hashtags. So it's kind of like a passive, it's like net fishing. Like I just like check the net every once in a while, which is right. not really, you know, well, it's not, yeah. yeah. But when I'm off air, I'm all over Twitter. And, uh, right. and, and that's because, you know, the conversation continues. And also, frankly, you got to hustle. You know, you have to hustle and sell yourself and sell your brand and sell your show. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing. And so, you know, it can be something is, I mean, I'm trying to think of examples off the top of my head. Somebody, you know, a couple of weeks ago was like, Hey, what's that? What's the computer place you partner with where I can get a discount on, you know, pre-owned computers or whatever. I connect them with the brand, you know, with Westworld computers on Twitter, bing, bang, boom, there you go. You know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden people are seeing like, that communicates not just to the audience, but also communicates to advertisers and potential advertisers that, that this is happening. It's like, it's, it's like in front of people, it's front facing, yep. it's back selling the value of advertising on our show. So yep. that's huge. I mean, interaction, I think it's probably key. I, Linda, I, I feel so silly talking social media to you. You're like the expert. <laughs> I feel so silly saying any of this, but like I said to you earlier, um, and this is like, we've been doing job interviews all week and, um, and I'm asking I mean, I've already like, of course, crept crept all over their social, but I'm like, but I'm like, you know, like, how will you uh, leverage like TikTok or how will you use Instagram? How will you use that to promote this show? And and they're letting me know, like, Linda, my Instagram is so bad, but I know, but it's because I don't have time and I can't be like, I would love to be doing little Instagram lives and, and, yeah. and like after the show, like when the show wraps to go live on Instagram for another half hour and, yeah. and, and debrief or the whatever, yeah, you, got yeah, you know, I've got lots of ideas on what Insta stories. Could look like. I don't even know what reels are. I don't even know. I don't even know. There's this new thing on Twitter where you can like click on someone's profile. And there's something going on. Like, I don't even know what, the, what that is. <laughs> so I have to learn all of this. And um, so first of all, I would say you need to identify, like I'm specifically saying Instagram and TikTok. Why? Because the generation and the demographic that's using those platforms is the generation demographic that I want mm-hmm. subscribing to the Real Talk podcast or, or subscribing to the, you know, the Ryan Jesperson Real Talk, yeah. you know, YouTube channel. So, so that, where are we going to find them? It's foolish for me. Oh, I want to get a bunch of like 25 year old savvy, like next gen up and coming, you know, movers and shakers uh, you know, subscribing to our show and contributing to our community. And I'm going to find them on Facebook. No, <laughs> no. I'm not going to find them on Facebook, you know? So, uh, yeah. So, so I did a clear sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, and who, where, who's yeah. your audience? Where are they? Mm-hmm. What are they looking for? 
And now we'll take one more ad break to hear from this episode's sponsor. This episode of Don't Call Me a Guru is brought to you by Shift by Alberta Innovates. Our province is a hotbed of innovation, and now in season two, Shift's hosts, Katie Dean and John Hagen, put the spotlight on Alberta innovators working to improve the world one ripple at a time. Here's a taste of the Shift podcast by Alberta Innovates. Make Shift by Alberta Innovates your next podcast binge. Join us as we take a deep dive with the people that are driving Alberta's 21st century economy. These global movers and shakers are working to solve today's challenges, create new opportunities, and build a healthy, sustainable, and prosperous future for Albertans today and for generations to come. Just when you think you know all about Alberta, we're here to shift your perspective. I don't know if I could stress this enough. We have a top three institution in arguably the most important technology in the entire world right now. We will prove a lot of people wrong by coming out of this even stronger. And the way we will do it is by finding ways to help businesses be cash flow positive and by willing to you know, find the ways that we can help. We're just starting to scratch the surface. And I mean, Calgary just this uh, last month announced the fact that they broke their record again for venture capital investment. And some of this is in fintech, some of this is in a whole bunch of different areas where we originally didn't even you know, have these types of core industries in Alberta. We have diversification in our DNA. We just have forgotten about it. Sincerely, we are blessed in Alberta to have all the infrastructure that we do have. Tune in to Shift by visiting shift.albertainnovates.ca or your favorite podcast app. I am like, I'm so annoyingly close to 50,000 Twitter followers. It's just annoying. It's just, it's just taunting me. It stares me in the face every day that I'm not quite there. It's just, I'm like, come on, can we just get it over with? But, but in all seriousness, that is like work. You know that. That is work to get to that number. That's not like, that's not because you know, people recognize me from hosting Oilers games. That's because mm-hmm. you, you, I mean, I, I joined Twitter, you know, just almost sort of right before the Vancouver Olympic games. Yeah. Um, cause you know, cause I was heading out there and I wanted to sort of be doing some coverage for it at the time. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and I remember my first follower and I remember when I got to a hundred, I remember when I got to a thousand, I was like a yes. thousand followers, you it's know, a but lot of work. It's and a grind, think, you know, and like from, uh, from like, I know organizations and restaurants and businesses are always like, well, can we get, you know, a thousand more followers by next month? And it's like, you cannot, I can't guarantee that Yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah. of work. <laughs> can we, can we also, can we talk about something that just has to be talked about? Do not buy your oh, followers. Yeah, of course. Dude, like, dude, I just have to say it out loud. Do not buy your likes. Do not buy your followers. Don't it's, it's, it. and, and it's so easy to suss out. Like it, you know, there's these, you, you know, all about these. I'm you sure you probably, know. you, well, it's, first of all, it's so obvious. It's Second, little, and you know, it, the ethics, the integrity, you're losing all of that. And then to your point, you buy your followers to increase that, you know, number or network, but it's all, it's not real. So then where's that community and where's that engagement? It's, and, and quite frankly, you're, it's dishonest. So, I mean, like if you're, you know, you're representing, I mean, I don't know if I really want to get into this too much because I'm not trying to take swipes at people. Okay. But, but listen, Ryan, we, we, whoever's listening, we all know that there are, there are individuals as well as nonprofits and brands in Edmonton who have bought their followers. We all know this. There are, there are influencers in Edmonton with a hundred thousand followers that nobody even knows who they are. Nobody's ever seen them at events. 
Never seen them before. Nobody, nobody knows who the hell they are. And, and it's just unrealistic and it's fake. And the problem is, is that you'll see, well, I don't know if it's probably not a problem for me, but, yeah. but, but, you know, these, these, these it's brands, the industry, <laughs> it's a, it's a huge problem for the industry and it's a problem for, for, you know, influencers uh, or, you know, or personalities, social media managers, whatever that are busting their butts and that are working hard and grinding it out. Mm-hmm. And then, and then someone swoops in and gets a bunch of contracts or gets these deals on false pretense. And, um, I feel like I'm getting a little worked up right now. I'm not trying to, I'm That's just, a good topic. No, well, I just, I, 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 I look at them and I look at these accounts and it's like, I mean, it's in some cases, I mean, some cases it's comical where somebody has like a hundred thousand followers and like, you know, 28 likes on their yeah. photo. And you're like, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, you know? And you know they're going to have to walk it back. You you get you yeah. you get known, you know, you get yourself up to 80,000, 90,000 followers and then and then you're going to start getting attention and then you see these accounts, they'll drop them like 2,000 at a time yeah. to yeah. try to get to try to get it down. <laughs> like they buy they buy a bunch at the beginning cuz then legit f- people will follow them, so right? Much, yeah, there's uh it, it, the, I think the like the the premeditated you know like murder but it's like it's so yeah. premeditated the like unethical practices it's so frustrating <laughs> i love that you just i love that you just compared it to murder <laughs> that's how i feel about unethical fake <laughs> well it's and it's it's you know what and just and just wait until you're because brands are getting savvy Brands are educating themselves because oh, yeah. brands are like, you know, some of our advertisers have said to me, like, and I just have so appreciated their honesty. They say to me, we just honestly wanted to get into the podcast space and we know your name and we trust you. So this is why we're advertising here. Um, and then they don't, you know, they're saying like, what metrics can you show us? And we're kind of like, yeah, we're kind of trying to figure that out ourselves too. <laughs> um, but, but, and, and that's great. Actually, that's another, that's another tip is uh, one of the things that we've been, we're really working hard to develop with, with scientific polling data behind yeah. it as best we can is to be able to provide our advertisers with numbers, with engagement examples, anecdotal and otherwise, and say, here's, here's what you're getting for your money. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I mean, these brands are saying, you know, more and more of them as they better understand social media and it might not be today, uh, but it certainly will be six months or a year from now, they're going to start putting these handles through these online sources mm-hmm. to tell them if it's legit or not. Mm-hmm. And if you're the influencer or the partner that's been selling yourself as a hundred thousand followers and they figure out in two seconds that you bought 95,000 of them. How do you think that your advertising partner is going to feel not, not only how you represented yourself, but about the money you've been charging them. I think that it's a, it's a really dangerous game to play. Such a, I mean, I don't even think it's a slippery slope. It's just like, there's, it's not even, it's not even slippery. It's, it's, it's it's black. It's black and white to me. Like if you're, if you're like, what is, what, what is, how do you perceive value? I mean, I'm going to oversimplify this. I'm going to, you know, I'll admittedly oversimplify this, but if you perceive the value uh, you know, if you're, if you're a client, like if you're an advertiser, for example, and you're going to partner with a, either an Instagram influencer or, or a broadcaster on Twitter that has some reach or like whatever, mm-hmm. um, what matters to you? Followers and engagement, right? Those are the only two things. If I'm, if I have 50,000 followers on Twitter, but nobody likes my stuff and nobody comments on it, that's weird. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have like 10,000 followers, but I get like 300 likes on everything and, and, yeah. and 50 comments, everybody loves it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, these are things that companies are getting wise to this too. Uh, and, um, you yeah. know, 
you gotta be, you gotta be been, smart. It's been a long time coming. So I'm hope you know, and I mean, a part of why I'm so passionate and fired up about the topic as well is because there's just so many, I think mom and pop type of restaurants and businesses that don't know, and then they get taken advantage of. Totally. It just, it just feels really shitty. And then it's a bad reflection on people who do work very hard to get where they are and very hard on the content that they're sharing. I think so you nailed it when you that. said, uh, Linda, it's like, it, what it does is it discredits the entire industry, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I like, I don't know why used car salesmen jumped into my head, but like, <laughs> you, you know, you know that there are like, Many, many, many wonderful, ethically driven, excellent, hardworking used yeah. car sales. Friends of mine sell cars, sell used cars. Yeah. They approach their job with dignity and respect and heart every single day. However, or you or I could say lawyers, or I could say like yeah. whatever, it right? Takes um, a few bad people. <laughs> it takes a few bad people, and then all of a sudden the industry. And I'm not necessarily saying used cars have a you know, but they have they're they're the punchline of jokes, right? For sure. Yeah. Why? Because. People, some people sold lemons to people, uh, you know, with, with, you know, they like waxed the exterior of the car and like polished a turd. And then they sell these people, you know, these lemons. And then all of a sudden people don't trust used car salesmen. And, and that's, you know, and that's just one example. You don't see it. You see it with anytime anyone says influencer, you're just instantly like rolling your eyes. (laughs) Like even I roll my eyes and that's my industry as well. (laughs) Yeah. But like, what do you, yeah. So what we're, let's talk about this because you're a hundred percent right. I actually, I almost checked myself saying it earlier Um, because it's not a bad word and, but it's, like it's kind of it's kind of a weird word at the same time. It is a weird word, and it's weird to describe yourself as one. It is uh, weird to not, describe yourself it's as not a one. Bit of that yeah. greasy car salesman kind of thing. I think. So content, what do you say? So content creator is becoming the more popular uh, used. And I like, like that. Yeah, I think not not safe. Safe isn't the right word, but like less cringy. I think. <laughs> yeah, but I will oh, yeah. say, like when you get hired, um, every your 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 brand is so strong, your work is so good, and I always feel like. When someone hires you, I'm always like, oh, like they got budget, like nice. Like they got, <laughs> they got, they got Linda because, because you do like, you don't, you don't mess around. Like I, I've, your work is, I, I just, I, you know, who we should be interviewing is Mike, you know, you, the, inst, the Instagram, the husband. Instagram husband, <laughs> no, but no, but you do, you know, you. No, I'm serious, Linda. And that's like, you know, it's, and, and why do people invest in you or in other content creators like Carrie, like my wife, like Carrie, like, your wife, who also you know, does incredible work. And yeah. So why do they, because so it, because you and Carrie and others prove that when they invest in you, that you it provide works. return on that investment, it works. Yeah. And that's all really, I mean, when it comes down to it, that's all that matters, really. That's all the client cares about. So, you know, there are good people doing good. I'm like, I'm like, how did we get into this like conversation right now? <laughs> I think I started talking about, I don't know how I got onto buying followers, but it, yeah, it's, uh, no, I think, I think things not to do. That's what you were giving advice on. Don't do this. Yeah. This is, this is like one of my favorite things that we do with buddies is, is trying to trace back a conversation. Like how did, and, and, you know, how do we get to this point where <laughs> I'm really good. I, I'm very good at rabbit holes. I'm very good at rambling. Yeah. Okay. My final question is, is there anything else that you'd like to share about your show or maybe what's next, uh, what people can look forward to. I mean, it sounds like people can look forward to uh, better Instagram posts, perhaps some more dabbling <laughs> in TikTok. <laughs> uh, but what are your goals, I guess? What do you want to, what do you, where do you want to take this? Yeah. I mean, we just want to, we want to keep growing it. We want to be, uh, you know, Canada's most listened to, most subscribed, most watched daily news show. 
Uh, we're building a company called Relay. Relay uh, is the is a modern media company. Relay, cool. the the flagship show right now is Real Talk. Um, we will be rolling out other shows, um, hopefully in the third or fourth quarter of this year. Oh, great. And yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't get a jinx anything or get ahead of myself, but there's certainly an appetite for it. And um, and I think that, you know, people's, it, the whole thing is changing, right? I mean, we, you know, I, I think of the radio station I used to show up to work at and how many millions of dollars it would cost to start a radio station, to get a broadcast license, do all this type yeah. of thing. And the fact that we go head to head with them every single day and uh, we're profitable. I'm not trying to be a jerk, Linda. I'm just telling you the truth. Like we're profitable oh, in our first month. Yeah. We're, you know, we're hiring people. We're building our team. I mean, that just to me should send a message as we see these discouraging headlines yeah. of journalists at, you know, the Huffington Post and Bell Media and, you know, you know, former colleagues of mine at Chorus. And you see all these layoffs all the time and, and bright young talent. I mean, you should see the short list of uh, the people we're interviewing for this job. It's unbelievable. It's names that everybody would recognize on this list. And, and, and that's and, and these people should all, these professionals should all, plus the amateur podcasters that, that have an idea and that have bold yeah. vision and they're not afraid to take a risk. Um, everybody should 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 see this as an example that it is doable. Um, it is executable. We did it, like I said, from from the moment that I got fired, like suddenly, yeah. um, to the moment I was back was seven weeks. I mean, it's doable. <laughs> and um, and I just say go for it. Inspirational words from Ryan Jesperson of Real Talk. Real Talk, you probably, if you're listening to this, you probably already listened to Real Talk because I, because Real Talk has significantly more listeners to this podcast. Thank you, Ryan, <laughs> for, uh, for gracing us with your time and your knowledge. And I'm just, yeah, I'm so happy to see the success that you're having and um, it's exciting. I'm really excited to see this, this all independent media, uh, what we call it, empire of yours, <laughs> empire grow. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, where this takes you. Well, thank you, my dear friend. And let me say, as is the case, every time I talk to you, my face hurts from smiling. It's, it's been yeah, an absolute, it's been an absolute pleasure and, and it's been an honor to join you. Thanks so much to this episode's guest, Ryan. Thanks to you, the listeners. And stay tuned as another social media strategy episode comes your way next month.